It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from Glen Flora Country Club in Waukegan, Illinois. I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, let's foster a kitten at our house, so we always have an excuse for why Martin can't come over. You know, Matt, people do that in real life. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people got a cat and then I can't go to their house. Well. Is that, that's weird, right? Yeah. I mean, it is weird. Um, I sort of feel like uh, maybe I was guess. right. Yeah. What? Maybe I was right. Maybe. No. Anyway. I'm sorry. I've I've crossed the line. Yeah, this uh, has gotten off to a very weird start. Okay, well let's let's try to turn it around a little bit. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with a positive affirmation, Martin. And I'm gonna open myself to you for that. Okay, okay, good. Well, get ready because I'm I'm coming into your space. Martin, I'm ready. I hereby affirm that you have the power to make your dreams come true. My wish for you is that as you reach for your dreams among the stars, you never forget that if you happen to miss, you'll merely fall back onto the clouds. That was beautiful. Thank you. And And I I have a positive affirmation also with you, for you. Okay, I'm opening, I'm coming out of my emotional cocoon. Okay, go ahead. Matt, you know a lot about cars. That's great. But people like you because of you, not because of your knowledge of maybe 1980s police cars that you can buy at a used car lot or what kind of station wagon gets the best gas mileage. People like you, Matt, because you're Matt. And that's good enough. Oh, sorry. No, I I understand. Were you asleep? No, I was uh, in catharsis. Oh. It was fantastic. Good, good. I'm going to find out what that means when we're done with the episode. It's It's a car, car guy thing. Oh, yeah. If you're a car guy, you have to be a car guy. Yeah, I will never know what it means. Well, I was thinking it's like when the caterpillar turns into a butterfly type scenario. Right. But obviously it's like well, spark it's, plugs. It might something. be that too. Yeah, it's spark plugs. It might be that, but it's spark plugs. All right. I just well, why would a car have spark plugs? Wouldn't it catch when it sparks? Wouldn't it catch a car on fire? No. No. Huh. Uh, Are you sure? When you turn on your oven, does it catch the house on fire? That's happened to me two times. Okay, well, never mind. I should have known. Yeah. Um, okay. That's why I, I just don't buy you, anything you have to cook. Nobody nobody likes hearing you and I banter back and forth, but they do like the stories of Gravy on Gravo. Yeah, and- a lot of people have been saying... A lot of people have been saying... That's a real highlight for them. I think that uh, I've learned more from their 
you know, two ways of looking at the world than I, I have in any other way ever in my life. Um, As Flavia might say, not everything's black and white. Sometimes it's just white. <laughs> exactly. Well, here we have a new segment. Uh, Gravo has many hobbies, one of which is caring for the trees and plants outside of his home. He spends many happy hours pruning and trimming while patiently observing Mother Nature's magical powers of transformation. Gravo sees himself as her steward, caring for her myriad creations in the way that a brilliant surgeon might, always aware that it is his duty to preserve and protect all life. Not only has Gravy never run a lawnmower, set up a sprinkler, or raked a leaf, he has no intention of ever doing so. The palatial homes in his neighborhood all have soulless, manicured lawns, much like a sprawling suburban office park. Teams of landscapers show up like clockwork and move at a breathless pace to be sure that nature is presented at all times in the most sterile and homogenized way possible. The plants and trees, and thus all of the wildlife, are regularly soaked in a variety of chemicals so that Gravy can crow to his business partners about having a lawn as green as the 18th Fairway at Augusta National. Very good. Uh, Again... You choose which gravy you, you choose whether or not to wear the gravy blazer. And uh, you know Well, sometimes make, I wonder though, does the gravy blazer choose you? Well, I don't know. Uh it's unknowable. I don't yeah, I'm not into that kind of psychology. Um but yeah, you're right. I mean if if any gravy could make that happen. Who knows? Uh, We're not Dr. Phil. No. Well, the topic this week, Martin, is underrated historical figures. I'm really excited about that. Um, A lot of people may not know, Matt and I both have a passion for history. And it really stirs up our innards when figures from history get overlooked. Right. Uh, I... have a bachelor's degree in history. What's yours? Uh, I also have a bachelor's in history. Yeah, see? No wonder. Yeah. yeah that's no wonder I why we're both so smart and and historical. And we have really high-paying jobs. Exactly. Um, well, Martin, uh, I would like to go ahead and talk about probably my favorite underrated historical character, if that's okay. okay with you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. So a lot of people uh, know uh, President Richard M. Nixon. And, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, uh, he did a lot of things that you uh, today are sort of uh, important. Uh, dis- despite the fact that he resigned before being impeached, uh, he also started the EPA. Uh, he opened formal uh, channels with China and just generally had a big personality. 
now, what we don't talk about that much is his brother, William Nixon, who they called Bud. And uh, Bud Nixon was a DJ uh, in, in Windsor, Ontario. And Martin, if you remember the Bozo the Clown show? Oh, of course. Loved yeah. it. So the Chicago Bozo franchise was the most popular and successful locally produced children's program in the history of television. And then when WGN became a national cable superstation, uh, it was, you know, that did not hurt, kind of like the Cubs, you know, like no one really thought the Cubs were that great until they had no choice but to watch them. And then all of a sudden they did. But anyway, that's a, for a different topic. Same uh, thing happened with Phil Donahue. Right. And so anyway, the Chicago Bozo one, you had there at one point there was a 10-year wait for tickets to get into the studio audience if you can believe it. But what 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 Bud Nixon uh was famous for was actually being the uh Detroit Bozo because oh, yeah, there were different Bozos in different cities until that still, that still is true now. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, there's a bozo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, Bud Nixon started, he was bozo in Detroit on the Windsor, Canada, CKLW TV channel nine, uh, picked, it picked up the bozo franchise from Detroit and started airing it in 1967. And this is President Nixon's brother. Yeah, and that's one year before Nixon became President of the United States. He had already been Vice President. But anyway. Um, so if you knew President Nixon, you could probably get tickets to the Bozo Show. Well, I don't Either know. Either in Detroit or just go visit at the White House. So it en- Bud Nixon ended up being like the definitive Bozo in Detroit. And he did it for uh, 10 years. Um, but uh, much like his more famous older brother, uh, he just sort of was unlucky. Um, and in 1977, the Canadian border protection rules forced the station to cancel Bozo's Big Top because the cast and the staff were American. So they had to move back to the uh, Detroit station. They lasted for a couple more years. If Nixon was president, he wouldn't have let that happen. Well, right. He he had already resigned at that point. Um, Thanks a lot, Jimmy Carter. But one nice thing is that uh, the show was syndicated from Detroit and actually was shown in Los Angeles, where the Nixons were from. And But... Due to their lack of interest in producing such an ambitious show, it was canceled, um, and it ended the 20-year reign in Detroit and Windsor. But just want to point out that Bud Nixon was was bozo before Nixon was elected, and he still was bozo when uh, Nixon resigned. So, you know, come on, who was more successful? Uh I think Bud it's pretty Nixon. clear. Yeah, exactly. we salute you. Right. Bud Nixon. I wonder who played Cookie in Bozo Detroit. Uh so they did not have a cookie. They had uh Mr. Houdini, which Ooh. was a red suited turban wearing character. 
Uh, and then obviously not a stereotype. There was a, a Mr. Calliope was the show's piano player. Do they um, have a Wizzo? No, no. Oh. It was just Bozo and Mr. Houdini and, and Mr. Mr. Calliope. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that was on the grand prize game. Oh, nice. He got to bucket number two. Nice. That um, must have been a good feeling. What did he win? Like some crackers or something? Yeah, like probably animal crackers. Right. Now, if you made it all the way to six, you got like 50 bucks in a wagon. Does that right. sound right? Sounds right. Well, anyway, this is a smooth transition, as we're known for. Right. So my famous historical figure was born in Virginia. Unlike his famous brother, he did not pursue glory in the military. He's often called the father of modern dentistry, but that's not the only thing that he was successful in. He accidentally invented penicillin, and they used it in the Revolutionary War, but then the government covered it up. Wow. I know. In addition to those great successes, he founded the first first public university in Virginia, but it had to be closed, and then Thomas Jefferson opened his university and st- steals all the credit for it. Wow. I'm speaking, of course, of Stephen Washington, known by friends and comrades as Steve Washington, the older and some say more successful brother of our first president, George Washington. Huh. I know. Um, Much like Leonardo, he had a whole array of plans and schemes that he never, you know, even got to. Sure. Yeah, he developed a plan for nuclear energy. Oh, my gosh. The first submarine. Oh. And the electric motor. Huh. I know. Uh, He also was extremely successful in dentistry, as I said before. They didn't have any oral physicians in America until he came around. That was maybe a big problem for his brother, as you know. Right. Um, And fun fact about George Washington's teeth. He didn't have wooden teeth. People say that, but it's not true. His teeth were actual human teeth taken from the bodies of dead slaves. Okay. Yes. That's a true fact. Look it up. Right. So, Steve Washington, we salute you. We sure do. You know, I live in Virginia, and I've never even heard of him. Well, that's terrible. I know. I know. It would ruin the entire foundation of the state of Virginia if people knew about him now. Yeah, I, well, I guess so. Maybe they, since they're taking down all the Civil War statues, maybe they should replace them with statues of Steve Washington. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I would change the name of Washington, D.C. Right, to yeah. just maybe Steve. Right. Huh. Well, that's amazing. I'm I'm very happy to know all that information. 
Oh, thank you. Um, now, his submarine, uh, whatever became of it. Well, fun fact, Poland eventually designed and built, built several. It had a screen door. Okay, right. So it was put into use. I don't know whatever happened to it now, um, but it was just an early design. Sure, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great man, great life, you know, often overlooked. Definitely. Great. Well, this, this, uh, this is good. I like this. Um, so before we move on, just want to be real clear about this. We're only at about 17 minutes. Yes. Uh, we're usually at like 30, 33 minutes. Right. So consider maybe we just want to have like 15 minutes of dead air. Okay. Or 15 minutes of you and I just talking. What do you want to talk about? I don't, that's the that's the magic question every week, isn't it? So Steve Washington, Bud Nixon. Who do you think was more significant? Uh, Steve Washington, obviously. I mean, yeah. The problem but, with uh, Bud Nixon is they had no Cookie the Clown on the show. I know. Um, but uh, you know. You're not from Detroit, so you might Thank you might God. think differently. I know. Well, I know. Well, look, look. This isn't going well. It's uh, time. Let's move on to Haraz and Hazaz. Yeah, and I'm going. That's going to vastly interrupt improve. you. What? That's that's going to vastly. All right, Martin. My Hazaz. Oh, my my Hazaz this week. Wait, is, is it a hurrah, a hurrah or a huzzah? My huzzah to you is shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, my hurrah this week is to Dr. Mehmet Oz, uh, who just snagged the coveted endorsement uh, uh, from the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, um, in running for Senate in uh, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, obviously... Whatever. I mean, at this point, anybody running for office, you, you know, you, you're right to to think that they're probably uh, incompetent in some way. Um, Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, uh, went to Harvard and got his medical degree from University of Pennsylvania. So he's pretty dang smart, I would say. Uh, he is a Turkish, he has dual citizenship. He has a Turkish citizenship, and he was in the Turkish military, uh, actually, in order to maintain his Turkish mil- uh, citizenship. Uh, he's super rich, uh, and, you know, quite frankly, everybody is mad at Trump for uh, nomin or whatever, giving his blessing to Dr. Oz, but, uh, you know, Considering all the other clowns and and idiots that have been running for office and getting elected, I mean, I don't know why not him. I mean, quite quite honestly, I I don't. Other than the fact that uh, the British Medical Journal uh, found out in 2014 that more than half of the medic recommendations 
on his talk series either had no evidence or contradicted medical research. I mean, so what? That's not as much lying as President Trump did, right? Let me ask you this, Matt. Yeah. How would you feel if, you know, our podcast was fact-checked? You wouldn't uh, like it. Just, you know, yeah. let people be. Right. Right. And especially when it comes to medicine and your yeah. body. I yeah. mean, you no one knows your body better than you. Let's, Some let's face do. it. Some people do. Well, okay. Like um, Dr. Ouchie? Correct. Your Fauci ouchie? Yes, that's who I was talking. Well, he thinks he does, but he doesn't. Let me ask you this question. Who would you rather be endorsed by? Donald Trump or the ghost of Steve Washington? Oh, the ghost of Steve Washington, for sure. Right answer. Right answer. I'm working actually on a screenplay about Steve Washington. You could have said pretty much anybody, and I would have have said that that person, I would prefer that person. But let's not, you know. Gravy or Donald Trump? Just let's leave it at that, okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, My huzzah this week might be controversial, especially if you're a golf fan. But in the pursuit of the truth, I have to let people know, in the golf community, there are racists. Did you know that, Matt? Um, yes. Hmm. Well, so I actually have a couple examples here. This is, you know, famous golfer Fuzzy Zeller, not to be confused with the other Fuzzy Zeller. So here's this quote after Tiger Woods won the Masters in 1997. He's doing quite well, pretty impressive. That little boy is driving well, and he's putting well. He's doing everything it takes to win. So, you know what you guys do when he gets in here? You pat him on the back and say, congratulations, and enjoy it. And tell him not to serve fried chicken next year. Got it? Or collard greens, or whatever the hell they serve. Jeez. Now, let's flash forward uh, to 2012. Sergio Garcia, he is a Spaniard. Just want to be real clear here. He was talking about the Ryder Cup, which was in Europe, and Tiger Woods was going to come over and compete. And whether he would invite Woods over for dinner before the Ryder Cup. So he said, we will have him round every night. We will serve fried chicken. Now, just a couple things here. This is pretty lazy racism, like extremely lazy. You're just going to do like the fried chicken bit every time. There's well, our nation had a great history of racism and currently has racists. And you could pull from so much material, but you just go with that every time. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know that anyone's going to accuse racists of being uh, super creative um, no. or intelligent, but I get your point. Um, you know, so when I make jokes about racists, I'll just make the same joke about them being lazy all the time. Right. Oh, right. You don't want to hire that guy. He's a racist. 
he's so lazy. Right? Good point. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we can get that going. Or trending. Um, or it that's, can go viral. Uh, that's, you know, I uh, I guess it just goes to show that we, we have at least come uh, a little bit further, I, I, I hope. Uh, I don't remember that. I'm. I maybe it wasn't even a big. Maybe it wasn't even big news that he said that in 1997. I don't know. Uh, I f- I feel like probably we would have we would have heard about that. I um, am just happy I didn't throw up while reading it. Right. Um. But again, that those guys are so lazy. All the racists, they're all the same. Just really lazy. Agreed. Uh, well, well, I think we can say conclusively, this has been our best podcast ever. I was just going to say that. So uh, thank you uh, to all our listeners. You know how to hit us up. And we love all of the communication that we get from you. Uh, you know, if you've got any mail, viewer mail, send it in. We'd love to hear from you. Hashtag lazy racism. Let's see if we can get that trending. Let's do it. Until then, we'll see you next week. Okay, have a great week, everybody.